Hello again and welcome to another episode of our Following Jesus with Christ Church podcast. It's at this point that we look to share some observations and stories about following Jesus from our little perspective as Christ Church Grand Rapids. Um, if you don't know about Christ Church, you can find us on the web at ChristChurchGR.org. It's ChristChurchGR.org. Today I'm joined by Addison, friend, colleague. We've been working these things together. Uh, maybe you want to say hello. I will. Hello. <laughs> and then we also have with us today uh, part of our Christchurch family, uh, Dan Churchwell. Dan, maybe you can just take a minute to introduce yourself, your family. Yes, thanks for the invitation. I appreciate being on with you. Uh, we've been avid members uh, or uh, attenders uh, for three and a half years and since we moved here. And I am the director of program outreach at a think tank in town called the Acton Institute. I'm a husband and a father of four and uh, navigating these uh, interesting times with all of you. Yeah. So Acton, does that, are you qualified as a not-for-profit or how, yeah, how yeah, does that work? We're a non-profit. We're a 501c3. We're an educational think tank. Okay. And the impact now is affecting Acton how? Well, um, as with everybody, uh, we're primarily, you know, donation, individual donation driven and foundation driven and both foundations and individuals are uh, under financial distress. And we are, I think, navigating just like everybody. Um, our founder was on a, a call this morning and, you know, it's one thing if, if, a, if a nonprofit either missed a cue or did something internally negative to cause problems with their financials. But th this is just without our, I mean, nobody caused this. This is a sickness. Mm -hmm. And this is outside of all of our control. So I, th I think we're navigating some new ground here. Yeah. How about you and your family? You guys been doing all right? Yeah, uh, we, we homeschool, so some of the rhythms are, are, uh, are not as, uh, as tenuous for us, but still, uh, our kids, we're very active. We're out in sports teams, we're out in uh, co-ops, right. and uh, in church Wednesday nights, Sundays, and, and that missing that uh, personal touch, for sure, yeah. is, uh, is an impact. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Good. Well, everybody has been uh, affected in the job realm. And that's really what we want to talk about today. Uh, Dan does a lot of thinking uh, about vocation. Uh, he and Addison together uh, with, through Christ Church have been thinking through faith, vocation, how do we talk about those things. And we wanted to just have a conversation today because we know a lot of you are dealing with this issue. I know in my household, our daughter Lydia has been uh, laid off until such times as she can go back to, to doing her job. And uh, I'm sure others uh, are being affected in, in very direct ways. I mean, it's one thing for Lydia. She lives with us. Needs are taken care of. But when you got rent to pay, you got car payments, you've got all of these things, you can start to feel the pinch of it. And so I wanted to just have a conversation about work, its nature. What do we, what does it look like as we're in this middle of the pandemic? We are recording this on Tuesday, just a couple hours. Uh, I'm sorry, on Monday, just a couple hours after Governor Whitmer issued the stay at home order uh, for the next three weeks. And, and so it's just a good time to think and, and to talk about these things. Yeah. You know, Dan, you and I have done a lot of thinking about 
vocation, you know, we've used the, the terminology faith and work, you know, done our faithfully mm-hmm. working lunches. You know, what are some of the principles that we like to try and outline? Maybe you can just talk about those for a little bit about what work is and, and our being created for work and sort of the value that is there. Sure. We, uh, I, th- I think we're, we, we need to maintain, you know, some theological interest in this topic. In, in other words, we are made in the image of God. And yeah. uh, this idea of incarnation, what does it mean that God uh, became flesh and dwelt among us? What does it mean that he was tempted yet without sin? What, th- this idea of incarnation, he understands the woes of humanity um, from a very intimate level. And when we think about our work, work, especially in the modern world, post-World War II, in, in this modern sense, it's very, uh, our identities, both male and female, right. are usually bound up. Absolutely. Know? Absolutely. And so trying to help um, our congregants and others who would listen to this podcast think uh, well, think theologically about what does it mean to have a job but what does it mean to be a wife or a mother or, you know, all these different kinds of work, right. not, not work simply for pay. I think we often in our modern world conflate that work is our vocation, um, not necessarily the calling which we've had to some of that is, is unpaid work as well. And this, this time of uh, anxiety, I think a lot of anxiousness um, over the last week, uh, the honeymoon period, if you will, I think is going to burn off pretty quick. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. One of the things that I was thinking of is just the anxiety as you talk about it. It's almost like it creates cracks Mm -hmm. in our normal sort of everyday veneer and it allows us to see things, maybe exposes some things that were already there with regards to work and uh, identity and some of those things. But now we see them more clearly. Well, even in my own life, I I travel about 100 days a year and I mean, just trip after trip getting canceled, right. speaking engagement canceled, conference being canceled. And right. so for me, um, who has a, a fairly stable home and, and, and love being home, I'm, I'm not home a lot. And so now it's adjusting to <laughs> that's that. That's right. That's right. Like, oh, wow. You know, yeah. the, the kids have needs that, you know, my <laughs> wife is largely, <laughs> largely taken care of. So, um, I, yeah, we, all of us are facing unique anxieties, um, no matter if it's laid off, um, or just cut in, uh, you know, a, a drop in income, um, and or just missing seeing people, right? Very human, ordinary things. I think we're beginning to see there's much about our life that is ordinary, and uh, on a, a national and, and global scale, those things are being scaled back, right? And how how do we think through that? Well, yeah. is important. Yeah, I think that's good. You know, you had mentioned earlier before we started recording this this article you've been reading. You said you read through it a couple of different times yeah. by C.S. Lewis. Could you just, you know, mention what that is? Talk about the thing. Maybe why have you come back to that? Like, I was yeah. really struck by that. There was a, I, I forget the first time I read this. It's been probably, I don't know, 15 or 20 years ago. But there's a great essay um, called Learning in Wartime. If you Google that, with C.S. Lewis as the author, uh, Learning in Wartime, it was a lecture slash chapel message, message he gave in 1942. So the middle of World War II, he was trying to encourage those who were students at Oxford um, that they were still doing something valuable, even though there was a war going on. And there, there's this great little quote um, at the beginning of the essay And he says, uh, for that reason, I think it's important to try to see the present calamity in true perspective. 
the war creates no absolutely new situation. It simply aggravates the permanent human situation so that we can no longer ignore it. Human life has always been lived on the edge of a precipice. Human culture has always had to exist under the shadows of something infinitely more important than itself. If men had postponed the search for knowledge and beauty until they were secure, the search would never have been would never have begun. Wow. And and I think there's a, there's this historical perspective, this theological perspective that's built. And, and the whole essay is worth it. It's only 12 pages. It would take 15 <laughs> to 20 minutes to read. Right. It's free online. You know, so go ahead and capture and read that. Um, because he, he's reminding us that much of our life is ordinary. There has always been calamity. And I think we need to engage the idea that over the past, um, even the past three years, if we solely gauge what our life is uh, from an economic perspective, right. which we've had unprecedented economic growth, growth yep. there are some things that can um, salve our souls and we forget quickly mm. that much of life is very tenuous. Mm. And on the flip side, much of life is very ordinary. Right. So, so how do we keep our schedules going right. Right. while we're home? You know, the, the, I think uh, we talked a little bit about what is routine look like? And w- much of the Christian life is very ordinary. And so how do we keep up those ordinary goods while under these kinds of uh, duress that we find ourselves in? Yeah, that's good. Because, I mean, in some sense, all of us have been impacted, like we said. Our our work schedules Mm -hmm. change. Maybe our work changed wholly because we don't have jobs to go to anymore or or work in sort of the the getting paid sense to do. You know, and so just reminding ourselves and reminding one another about what those ordinary things are, I think, is just a really great practice. And maybe we can just spend some time talking about like what what does it look like to have a new routine or an ordinary routine amidst all this change? I mean, we were talking about examples earlier. Yeah. I think that part of it is just remembering who we are. Dan mentioned being image bearers. And so being creative, you know, what does it mean to bring creativity into the world? I mean, it, you may do that through baking or cooking, um, sharing that as is uh, socially appropriate <laughs> with your neighbors, you know, drop and run a yeah, plate of cooker right. cookies. Um, but uh, being creative, maybe it's it's woodworking, and again, finding ways to, to bless somebody with that. Or th- There's a lot of different ways, but I think tapping into that, and we're talking big picture here, we'll get to some of the specifics in just a minute, but just tapping into what does it mean to be an image bearer of God and not forgetting that. That's what I think I worry about a little bit pastorally mm-hmm. as I hear people uh, saying, well, you know, I'm going to get through all these seasons of uh, Netflix shows and all of these different things. We can't forget, Dan said at the beginning, we have to think theologically about some of these things. We can't forget who we are, what we were created for. Think about, you know, sort of the idea, don't waste your pain. Like, what does it look like to not waste this time of coronavirus as image bearers of God and continue to be the people that he's called us to be? Yeah. Yeah, because... 
you know, in some sense, while we are still doing things and our neighbors and our, our, our colleagues, the people we work with may not see them, you know, they're still sort of the virtues and the vices are still going to be present in our life. Like you, we talked about the cracks in exposing For sure. those things. And so just because people don't see them, right. just because we can't live that out in the way we might have before this, doesn't mean we should stop doing those things or just sort of... Um, you know, medicate to Netflix or Amazon Prime or whatever it is. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think, uh, you know, Aristotle had it right when he talked about the, the difference, the medium between virtue and vice, as we're trying to think through um, what is the anxieties that this opportunity brings. A lot of us fear about our, as a father and a husband, um, I obviously think about my bank account, you know, what, what's right. happening, what my yeah. job, those, those kinds of things. Um, but there's a way of taking that too far. And uh, there's also, um, I was uh, reading an article, we, we can all go blind on infographics, <laughs> yeah. you know, the, the, right. the last few days. But, For sure. Um, even issues like uh, the, the pornography industry is showing vast numbers of people are consuming their yeah. type of entertainment. Um, but then the amount of alcohol that's being sold. I mean, right. there's all kinds of external vices right. that are very clearly documented. Yes. But think of the internal vices that our fears are. Many right. people struggle with depression yeah. Yeah. On, a, on an average everyday basis, yeah. let alone now exemplified in not being able to contact, have contact with their neighbors or their friends or their family. Um, eating disorders, all kinds of internal thing. And so there's yeah. helping uh, people think about what does it mean to be Christian? And uh, it, we're really in unprecedented times. So we're, we're, we're thinking through this together, um, unprecedented times in our lifetime. Right. But not in history. Right. Correct. And so yeah, connecting for sure. people back to reminding people that we have survived and, and Christianity has actually added value yeah, right. in so many ways in past calamities. Yes. And, right. and how do how do we as the church act locally um, for one another, for our families, our church, and our community? I think is a very important practical yeah. question. Yeah, I love that. And even turning it just to be very practical, what, what sort of thing do you guys think of just as mature Christian um, folks, as, as people are struggling with the very real, like I might not have as much money in my bank account, or I, I don't have a job right now, and I've already been told that my job won't be there in, in three weeks. Where, what sort of things, how do, you, how do we navigate that? What, what sort of advice would you have? That's good. I think one of the things that I, I think about at the very beginning of that conversation is just taking time to really lament and grieve that. I mean, mm -hmm. that, that's a real loss. You know, I think it'd be really quick and easy just to maybe over-spiritualize that and mm -hmm. say things that are true, like, it's okay, God's in control. He, you know, I mean, that's a very true thing. Absolutely. But... That's real loss, right? That's real loss of money. That's real loss of maybe some of their, you know, self-worth and, and identity. And so taking time to grieve and work through, maybe, you know, we can't go sit down and have a beer and do these sorts of things anymore. But you can phone call, you know, and, and have that conversation over a phone call or Zoom. We've been using a lot of Zoom. Right. You know, and so I think taking the time to really acknowledge that that is a loss, mm -hmm. and that, that is hard, and we should lament that. And we should talk through that and just give space for that grieving process. We're too quick, I think, sometimes to go beyond that. Right. To just say, well, you know, here, here are the steps you can take or the things you should do or it's okay, it'll get better. And those things may be true. Right. I think taking time to really grieve and talk about that loss. Absolutely. 
um, Lewis was responding partly in that essay to the British stiff upper lip. Yeah. Or that stoic, just put it inside, put those pains inside and, and don't respond. I mean, I think there's a very clear, um, there, there is a right response to fear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, if, if there is a lion mm-hmm. running at you, you there, there's proper responses right. to fear. Um, and obviously Aristotle, it's classic, uh, you know, between cowardice. What is the difference between a coward and a hero? And how, how do you discern the difference? Mm-hmm. And I, I think we need to help people process that there there is true harm yeah. right. in the real world, the loss of income, and, and listening as church um, leaders and church members and church participants in saying, how do we practically alleviate um, these things? I mean, our, our neighbor, um, Julie, was running to Costco uh, last week, and, and they said, hey, we, we just we haven't been able to find bread. And so helping that, you know, we, we just went out and got them a double pack of bread. You know, I mean, it's, yeah. it's something yeah. very That's simple, right. very yep. ordinary. Yeah. Um, my, my, my youngest climbed in bed with me on Saturday. She's not used to having me home so much. And she goes, daddy, uh, is this really Saturday or the Saturday like yesterday? You know, she's having a hard time. Right, right, all right. these days yeah. are blending together. Yeah. And so practically, I think getting up and having the routine, yeah. um, all the memes I love. I mean, there's something about laughing and a good meme yeah. is a, you know, a great thing. But uh, you don't want to put on your morning pajamas and then change at 9 p.m. to your night pajamas. You know, I'm a strong believer you've got to get up and put our pants on yeah. and, uh, and, and have somewhat of a semblance of yep. ordinariness yes. as much as we can. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Make your coffee, make yep. your breakfast, have a daily devotional if you can. Realizing that some of those rhythms change as there's maybe more people in the household yeah. that are not. Yeah, for together. sure. For sure. But those things are important. Well, one of the things that, you know, you have alluded to just from a neighbor standpoint, certainly in the body of Christ, and it's been the thing that I've been encouraged about, and I want to continue to encourage Christ Church, is just the amount of reaching out that I've seen. And as we experience these things, one of the things that's really important to realize is that we're not alone. Mm-hmm. Uh, fundamentally, Christ is with us, Christ behind us, Christ before us, Christ inside of us. We, we, we capture that. But then very practically, the body of Christ has hands and feet, and it's our neighbors and helping one another out. And we're going to have to continue to think about that. I think this is one of the great gifts that this pandemic Pandemic, uh, has brought to us is that it's reminded us that none of us is sufficient on our own, that we need other people. Uh, when we're isolated, we know we need them. When we find ourselves in financial need, that's going to uh, uh, oriented in that direction is really, really important. The theme in Romans that is, is so meaningful to me is, you know, but God demonstrated his love towards us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. It's that demonstration of love that we, and, and, and actually having that heart of prayer saying, Lord, how may I demonstrate love to my family, my church, and my community? Yeah. Well, that's really good. Um, Dan, we're grateful that you took a few minutes to, to come on, and we certainly want to encourage any of you uh, that are struggling with 
work, work-related issues to, to find somebody to reach out to. Obviously, we are having to sort of recreate how we do business without having the church building as being central. Uh, many of you who listen to this have my contact info. You have Addison's contact info. Certainly feel free to reach out. Uh, if you haven't seen it already, we st- set up on our website, which is ChristChurchGR.org. We set up a staying connected uh, during the coronavirus page. And if you click on that page, there's a form on there that you can fill out if you need help, if you have economic needs, those types of things. Our deacons have been fantastic just in terms of thinking through how do we respond. Um, and again, the church as a whole, the body of Christ, is, is ready to respond. So so please know that your church family is here for you, and we will continue to operate even though it looks a little different than we than things normally look. Yeah, and I think one of the things we love to encourage all of you is just to send out the ways that you're doing this in your daily life. What does your ordinary life look like? Absolutely. How can you share that with someone? Maybe you don't know. Maybe they need that encouragement. Maybe they need, need an example of what that looks like to live life in this different COVID-19 time. And so please share that with us. Share that with other people. Uh, you know how to get in contact with us, like Andrew said. Well, Dan, thanks again. We really appreciate you coming in, brother. Absolutely. Always a joy to be with you. All right. Closing prayer? Yeah. Father, thank you for this time. We do pray that uh, as we get together here uh, at Christ Church, probably for the last time here for a few weeks, that you would use this time to be beneficial to our congregation and to those that are connected to our church family. We pray that you would continue to be at work in the lives of of our members and attenders and in the people in our neighborhoods. Help us to to show the love of Christ in our ordinary ways uh, through our callings uh, as we stay at home, as we think about work in a different way. Lord, we do grieve uh, and we process with those who have had a job change in some way, whether they've lost their job, whether they don't know if they'll have a job. When all this ends, that we're all being impacted now and probably in the future of this. We just ask that you would uh, give us the minds and the grace to be able to walk through this and work through this with one another as we consider our union with Christ and how that impacts this time in our life. We're so thankful for these brothers, Lord, and thankful for the people that are listening to this. Pray for them. We lift them up. And may the gospel be true and go forward uh, and your kingdom would expand through all of us. We pray this all in Christ's name. Thank you for listening. Uh, Please remember, we air new podcasts on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays. So check back with us at those times.